I'm Rose Skeeters, host of From Borderline to Beautiful, a show about hope and recovery for BPD. Hello. So I am going to just give a little bonus episode. Last week we took spring break and on spring break we were relaxing, hanging out with each other and just slowing down to speed up. Sometimes I need to take a break from some of the work that we do to ensure that I am bringing my best self to you. So that saying of if your cup is not filled and it is empty, then there is nothing to give is very true. So it was a great week. We just hung out, honestly, went to the YMCA, played basketball, went swimming, and I planned out my garden. So lots of really cool, relaxing things. But I did want to honor my word and having episodes produced regularly. And so in order to be able to do that, I was thinking, let me do this uh, bonus episode. So kind of walking around my house, cooking a little bit. It's Friday. I just tried to do a, a Facebook Live audio room, which was quite an interesting experience. It was pretty fun. I had somebody kind of pop in there and, and help me out. And that was really nice of her. And I appreciate you guys and allowing me to mess up and be my authentic self. It really helps to be able to have a community of people that understand that I'm just I'm just a person. And yeah, I have a podcast, but in reality, I'm just me. So had some realizations over spring break. Whenever we slow down to speed up, there are realizations that occur. So one of the realizations that I had was that you know, unfortunately, in, in terms of parenting, let's talk there, let's talk about that. I've had this realization that when you have um, a child that you are raising or taking care of, or, you know, even myself as a child, like the things that a child really needs in life for to live a good life, for the most part, obviously, right, with individual variations, but, you know, children need stability. They need safety. They need words that will build them up confidence, building activities. They need to learn things too, right? So they need to be taught communication skills. They need to be taught emotion regulation. They need to be taught how to move through emotions, right? It was so cool to be able to have this interaction at spring break. My son had done something, you know, that 12-year-olds do and, you know, and to get himself into a little bit of a pickle. And so our response to what he had done was to kind of talk to him about how to forgive yourself as he was feeling bad about what he did, which is a normal feeling, right? And we talked about that in season one. Shame is a very normal emotion for you to feel. Internalized shame and guilt that persists over a long period of time due to the relationships you have is different right? Due to the, uh, you know, sort of like attachment disordered relationships in childhood, that lack of mother uh, maternal attunement that we had talked about, or that I talked about last episode a couple days ago. So, you know, we all know that, you know, those, that kind of shapes the way that you've experienced shame. But if we're just looking at the shame of, hey, I did this thing, this thing is wrong, right? I shouldn't have done that because, you know, children are born with this inherent sense, like this moral sense, right, of right and wrong. And so if you, you know, if you're parenting your child and they feel bad about something they did, like that's really normal. 
They probably should. So in his situation, poke some uh, smiley face holes in the kitchen table. And so, yeah, he shouldn't have done that because that's our kitchen table. We eat there. Property destruction is not a thing. But they were smiley faces. So maybe he thought that was a good idea. I don't know. In any event, you know, when he was crying and upset because he had, you know, gotten consequence for his behavior, right, to have to pay for the materials to fix the table, he was having a difficult time forgiving himself. And, oh, it was so cool to be able to, like, talk to him about it. So Jay and I sit down and we're like, you know, how you feeling? And he's not doing well because he feels bad about what happened, right? Of course he did. He does because he realizes now, like, ooh, you know, why did I do that? I, you know, I likely should not have done that. And so then what ends up happening is that, again, we're sitting at the kitchen table and, and he's like, well, how? How do I let it go? How do I let this feeling go? How do I forgive myself? And I'm over there, you know, Jay's like just having this conversation. And I'm over there like, wow, this is incredible. This is crazy. And I kept thinking like, man, if my parents would have talked to me about this, I could have avoided a lot. So here's how the conversation went. Jay goes, remember a time in the past where you had forgiven someone? So he's like, anybody ever kind of upset you? Any of your friends, your cousins, you know, they ever do anything to upset you, basically. Like hit you, take your toy, you know, do something that to hurt your feelings. Of course, you know, our son says yes. I was like, yep, okay. So what'd you do? And he's like, well, I don't know. They said they're sorry. They said they're sorry and they're over it. Or I'm over it. And uh, Jay's like, okay, well, forgiveness of self is the same way. You did what you did. It's done now. It's in the past. And you have a consequence for the thing that you did. And so, you know, the feelings that you have are normal. I want you to feel this way. But I also want you to understand that feelings come and go like the air that we breathe. Yeah. So feelings come and go. So we also were able to, you know, I chimed in and I started talking about remembering the last time he was really sad. Our dog Boomer had passed away. That was a really sad time for us, for our family. That was LJ's very first dog and there are a lot of memories that go along with, with Boomer. So then, you know, we say, okay, you know, think of like, do you feel as sad today about Boomer's death in this moment that you did then? And he says, no, go, like, oh, wow. Light bulb clicks on in his head and he's like, okay, I don't feel as sad actually. So he starts to calm down a little bit because he's understanding based on his own history and experience in life that, yeah, you know what, mom, you're right. I do remember that time. And then Jay chimes in again and he's like, yes, yeah, so we can have the emotion and honor the emotion, but then we need to think and we need to engage in behavior that includes our logical mind. So we don't act in emotion. We understand we need to feel it and we need to have it pass because it will pass. And when it's passed, the actions that you engage in would be you apologizing and then doing the next right thing. And then you let it go. That's it. It's done. On to the next mistake because we all make them every day. And another thing that we did, and you know, I'm 
you know, deliberately choosing this is I'm not, you know, we don't allow him to sit in his room and his emotions. So what do I mean by that? So, you know, we get, we have this conversation, he gets in trouble, you know, we easily, all of us could just break from that, right? You know, take, take a little emotional breather that's heavy for, I think it was a Saturday, but we didn't because we're not going to do that. We stand up, everybody gets a hug and we move on. As a family together, you know, we went in the kitchen. I think we watched a show, had some food. So we just kind of sat with each other. So we make it a point when he's upset that we don't just let him be alone in his room with emotion. Because when you have a child who is growing and has big emotions, all children have emotions, right? Some of them have bigger than emotions than others. So when you have a child with big emotions, that's getting to the age where they're becoming consciously aware of the world around them, right? Where they can process emotions with you at their level. Having them sit alone in their room is a bad idea because then the emotion cannot go if they're a thinker. My kid thinks, he thinks and thinks. His mind is going a lot. So if he were to sit up in his room, he could create lots of stories about those emotions. And it's scary. And so when he's having an emotion, we're right there. It's going to go. You're all right. And so he learns that. Yeah, he learns these things, that emotions come and go. Not that emotions aren't valid, but that they come and go. And so I wanted you to think of that this weekend. As you go through the week and the weekend, think about what you know, you're teaching your children about emotion. If you don't have children, think about the way that you were taught how to handle your emotions. Do you believe that emotions come and go? The next time you're in the middle of an episode, what do you think would occur within you if you started thinking about the last time that you felt so desperately in pain and desperately anxious and like the weight of the emotional sadness that you were feeling was crushing you. If you sat there and you thought, oh my gosh, this is awful. How am I ever going to get out of this? I'm desperate. Please don't leave me. Please don't leave me. When you're in those moments, what would change within you? If you said to yourself, gosh, I've felt here, I felt this before, I've been here before. No, sir, I don't like the way this feels at all, but I'll tell you something. I can get through this because I already have. And what if you had someone guiding you, telling you, you're going to be all right, you can do this. I had someone, um, one of my clients was having a difficult time, you know, feeling confident, and, and going to something that was social, right? Social anxiety, it's a thing. It's a, especially for people who, in a, you know, just coming through the pandemic, some people are still struggling. The situation in the world, like there's so many things that contribute to us not wanting to re-enter back into the world and, and, you know, have this anxiety. But anyway, so she's, you know, reaching out and I'm right there. Like, you're okay. No, you don't need to tell them that you're going to, that you're sick. You don't have to cancel. You know, you don't have to freak out or have a panic attack. You might want to do that because your emotions are taking the wheel right now, but you're going to be all right. This will pass. When you get home, if you still want to freak out, you should do that. But right now, you're strong. You can get through this. You've been here before. 
Think of all of the other difficult things that were way harder than this that you've been through and apply the fact that that, that fact to this scenario. Look at that truth that you're capable. And remember that when you look at that truth that you're capable, you have to believe it because it happened, right? The thing that's happening in front of you, it's not happening. And then think of the story that I, it's my dog's fighting in the background. Think of that story, the story that I'm telling you about, you know, the way that we were able to communicate with LJ. Understand that emotions do come and go. Why is it easy for LJ? Is it because Jay and I are who we are? No, that's not why. It's easy for LJ because he believes us. He trusts us and he can see that. He has a lot more innocence, right? He only has 12 years of experience. So he's like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've absolutely forgiven people before. Okay, I can forgive myself. And you know what? He has forgiven himself. Last night he was making a joke about the thing on the table, claiming he wanted to make the table happier. At least the table's happier now, right? So he let it go, which is beautiful because he doesn't have all of those experiences that maybe you do, that I did before I learned how to forgive myself. But forgiveness works the same. It's the same formula for everyone. So if you're holding on to someone, let it go. Or something, excuse me, let that go. If you're scared that the emotion will overcome you, think of a time in your life where you have overcome emotion. And if you're having a hard time thinking of it, maybe you're being resistant to it. See if you can reach out and ask somebody that you love and that loves you, that cares about you, whether or not they can help you, right? So imagine that. And another thing I really want to help you out with is you know, I really want you to resist the urge to sit in your emotions. Do you have children and you worry because they're in the room all the time, so you take them to therapy? Maybe a good idea would be to get them outside. They don't want to go. Okay, well, you're the adult, right? I've had people tell me, well, my, my child doesn't want to go outside with me. I understand that. But, you know, my son is 12 and he's five foot eight. I get that struggle, but we're just going to do it. There's not, we're not asking. We're not having a discussion about that. Because sitting in your emotions is bad for you, and I am your parent, and my job is to protect you and to love you and to stay with you. So when you're having a horrible emotion, I'm going to be there, and I'm going to talk you through it, and I'm going to hold to my boundary and my consequence, and I'm going to love you the entire time, maintaining self-control so that I can model for you that you're going to be okay. This is what I want you to do if you're an adult struggling with this diagnosis. Because again, the same rules apply. All right, everybody. So a little bonus episode and talking a little bit about our week last week. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Audio is not going to be as good because I'm hanging out in the kitchen with my dogs. I am on day 12 of the practical paleo meal plan that I recommended doing a reset for this year. It's so great. So I'm about to pop some baked savory baked chicken thighs in the oven with some Brussels sprouts and some fennel roast that up and then I'm gonna hang out with the dogs so I hope you guys have a great weekend and you will get another episode released to you next week bye everybody Thanks for listening. 
That was From Borderline the Beautiful, a production of Skeeter's Strength Mindset Coaching Systems. We help frustrated individuals, resentful couples, and disconnected families navigate through tough times. Visit us on the web at skeetersstrength.com. If you like this show, remember, you can hear it on Anchor or Apple Podcasts or Pocket Cast or any app you use to listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get a new episode every Monday. Next time on the show, we're going to continue our eating disorder series. If you want to get in touch, you can leave me a voice message. Some of you had some comments and questions from last episode, so let's hear them. I'd love to hear whatever questions you have too. Just download that Anchor mobile app, search for From Borderline to Beautiful, and tap the message button to send me a voice message. So, if you like this podcast, not only can you download that Anchor app, but you can help us get this message out to so many more people. Head over to Apple and offer us that five-star rating and let me know what you're thinking about some of our material. The more stars and higher rating we get, the more people will have access to From Borderline to Beautiful, hope and help for individuals with BPD. 